Welcome to episode 91 of the All the Books Show, the official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Pickles. And I'm Nick Gunning. We talk about book news, author news, and literary news. Yeah. And last week, we talked a whole lot about the 90s. Yeah, let's go did. back. We did. Let's let's. Go. No, I don't want to. Okay. I don't think. The styles and everything. Yeah. Can I, I don't share? Think I, I don't have those overalls anymore. So Yeah. Can I share a sad story? You yeah. were there when it happened. Oh, okay. Sure. Because we were talking about the 90s yes. and 90s music. <laughs> and so... Eric's the oldest man in the world. <laughs> so talking about that, having listened to a previous podcast where they talked about... Uh, the gin blossoms. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, uh, I like rebooted. Right, I know. There. So we were at Fye. Yeah. I was just wondering if they had the gin blossoms like album. It's mm-hmm. New Miserable Experience is the only one because mm-hmm. I've been listening to it on Spotify. I'm like, this is pretty good. So I asked the guy, and he just looked young at me. guy. Yeah, young, young guy. guy. Not too young though. No. Long hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like, I mean, they're playing Grateful Dead in the store. Right. So I'm just like, hey, do you guys have uh, the Gin Blossom CD, New Miserable Experience? And he just kind of <laughs> looks at me for a second. He's like, did you say the Gym Blossoms? Like, no. And then I was trying to think oh. of like what the Gym Blossoms would look like. And I poor, imagine... Poor gross Eric. It might be like a wall, like a teenage wallflower yeah. who's hang, who has to go to gym. Yeah. But he's hanging out and he's like... You know, his shorts are too yeah, baggy. Yeah, I like just that. Over there. Those are the gym blossoms. That's, a, that's like, like a Judd Apatow movie, just yeah. waiting. Or a TV show. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, so in conclusion, Eric's uh, very old. It was, yeah, it was rough. I'm like, it's, it's from 1992. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Was, oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so what's new? What have you been up to? What have you been reading? Uh, Bookmark segment. Oh, nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I watched the original Indiana Jones trilogy oh, over the weekend. Oh, yes. One movie every day that's, by myself. That's great. In the living room. Lights off. Huh. Dogs at my feet. Big old tub of Cheetos getting <laughs> yeah. lower and lower each yeah. day. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, okay. What's the final tally? Let me hear it. Uh, I don't know how to say how I feel about uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Because I think it's fine. I just... Okay. Like... But everybody puts it on the like the greatest movie ever list. You know, yeah, it's always yeah. in like people's top list. Mm-hmm. And like for me, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I don't know how it's gained that like greatest movie ever. I think it was just like maybe the first of that kind of being. I guess I don't. Blockbuster. I don't think I've ever seen it on like a greatest movie ever list. But yeah. I mean, it's definitely up there in fandom. Just as yeah. far as I mean, I think it was a very original idea. Yeah, original in that it was a throwback to yeah. like old serials. No, but, I tried know. to like watch it with that like fresh mind. Yeah, but. I was like, oh, this is just fine. This is as good as any huh. of them. Uh, you make me want to throw up. Sorry. But here's the thing. Temple of Doom. Yeah. I, re- I actually really liked. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty gross. And I can see why it people don't like is. it. Yeah. But it's just also a lot of fun. And I think it's funny. Yeah. But my favorite is Last The Crusade. scope is so small in Temple of Doom, which is yeah. kind of, it's interesting. It's just a small little thing. It's yeah. not like the Ark of the Covenant. It's these yeah. little stones from a very yeah. small you know, society. Yeah. You know what? After while well, watching Last Crusade, I love Crusade, Short Round. I yeah. don't have anything bad to say about Short Round. Okay, well, watching Last Crusade yeah. and realizing it, that was my favorite of the Indiana yeah. Jones movies, I was like, it's too bad, like they waited all those years to do, like waited two decades to do the sequels because yeah. that was definitely a series. Like, I think going from Temple of Doom, the second one, to Last Crusade, the third one, you kind of realize like how you can change the scope and yeah. the setting and everything, and it yeah. always like kind of works yeah well again i think it's a different time you know yeah. at that time it was kind of outside of like big franchises yeah. i don't think it was common that you'd have more than a yeah. trilogy yeah you know? but it's just too bad so. they didn't do like six you know just oh, do wow. a bunch of like different. I, f- I felt like it could have gone like like gone in sort of a james bond route maybe yeah just like kept going and going yeah and going. but yeah i guess it's possible maybe because it didn't is the reason why we like those movies i don't really want to see indiana jones rebooted I don't want to see like a new Indiana Jones. I know it's going yeah. to happen, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, I, get, I feel like you don't have to. I mean, they did Romancing the Stone. Yeah, that was kind of Indiana yeah, but, Jonesy. I mean, D- Disney owns that now, right? Don't Romancing they? the Stone? No. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, because so. it's folded in with Lucasfilm. So yeah, I mean, there's no way Disney's just going to be like, yeah, yeah. sure, we'll just yeah. leave money on the table and I'm no sure more it'll Indiana happen, Jones. Yeah. yeah, it's just. I mean, they should just do what Indiana Jones did in the first place and be like, let's make a movie like yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. I read this really uh, convincing article about how Hollywood should rip off, not remake. Because like, yeah. you get Fast and the Furious, yeah. and you get like seven now of like the highest grossing films ever. Mm-hmm. But you get that because you made one smaller film mm-hmm. that was ripping off Point Break. Mm-hmm. So like, you just got to do that. Have you read any of the Indiana Jones books? No. I used to like them. Yeah? Yeah. Should I watch? Rob, Rob should, McGregor wrote several. Max McCoy. They're, they're pretty sh- good. Should I watch the young 
The Adventures yeah, of Indiana Jones. Yeah, go watch Young Indiana Jones. Yeah, that is a dull show. Let me tell okay. you. Though Harrison Ford was in it once as Indiana <gasps> Jones, so what? it's like a lost Indiana Jones performance. So, wow. Yeah. All right. All right. So you watch Indiana Jones. Sure did. But you're not going to watch Crystal Skull. Correct. You got to watch it. Mm-mm. All right. Mm-mm. Whatever. Did you read any books? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's all right. I was well, gonna. I understand. I understand. I've been but stuck in. Uh, Honor Among Thieves, Star Wars books by James S.A. Corey, yeah. which uh, the Expanse series, yeah. you know, started okay. And then it just, I don't know, it just kept going. It was yeah. one of those, you ever read a book that is not long, but it feels like you're reading War and Peace because you've yeah. just like, I feel like I never made progress in that book. Yeah. So I really like the opening quarter. And then I just mm-hmm. like, it was a slog to get through. You gotta so, read Kenobi, sorry. man. I'll read it. Sure. I'm never going to read it. Yeah, I will. No, it, you're not. Put it in front of me and I'll read it. Uh, I <laughs> you can finished Star Trek Volume 11, which was good. Good. This, the IDW Star Trek series, which I love. Yeah. Some other people love. Not many. Yeah. But some. Yeah. Uh, ends in Volume 13, so we're only two away. Wow. Sad news. But it rebooted as Star Trek Boldly Go, so we got a whole new series. Wow. Uh, yeah, anyway, I also read Brian's Hunt, the last of the... Brian's Saga books You're by Gary Paulson. You're the only person I know who's ever read more than one Hatchet book. I read all five. That's ridiculous. The fifth one, totally unnecessary. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. It was okay. like a decade after the last one. Uh, the Should one I read Brian's it? Return, I think. I mean, it would take you a half hour, so sure. Oh, okay. uh, the last one was all right, and it kind of like brought closure. And then this, I don't know why he felt the need to like come back again. And also... He made Brian kind of a jerk. It's yeah. like Brian is just this omniscient like tree elf going yeah. through the forest being like, you're stupid, you're stupid. Jack London's a sissy, you're stupid. <laughs> so, That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. See, what I would have liked to see yeah. is Brian from Hatchet sure. uh, to only one be referred to as Hatchet, kind of yeah. like how John McClane is sometimes just called Die Hard. Yeah. So Hatchet... He's lost yeah. in a different type of wilderness, Ooh, like yeah. lost in the desert and has to survive. Like when they spun off Gilligan's Island in animated form and made it Gilligan's Planet, where they all crash land on a planet. That's not real. That, it's absolutely That's real. That's a lie. It's real. Oh, my gosh. Real as you and I. Wow. Yep. So they went into space for a yeah, three-light-year tour? And they got stuck, yeah. Wow. Yeah, sorry. That's horrible. It's real. So, yeah, maybe, so, like, maybe Brian, like Hatchet, lost in New York. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Huh? Yeah. You follow me now. Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I guess I would say, in regards to Brian's Hunt, <laughs> if you've read the first four books, mm-hmm. you might as well just dedicate the half hour, hour right. to finish it. But it's definitely uh, the most unnecessary sequel, I think, that I've ever read. So. Tagline yeah. for Hatchet, Lost oh, in New York. Yes. Okay. Things are about to get wild. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Man, uh, we missed our chance to be movie producers in the 90s. You're right. Because that... Was you could just do anything. Yeah, you yeah. could just. The writer of the tagline was King in the 1990s. That's very true. So, Those posters, yeah, and, and they get reused on the VHS. Yeah, because they had to be because VHS was just blocky little posters yep. anyway. Yeah, you got to do it. Uh, I'm currently reading a graphic novel called Superman Doomed, which is huge. Yeah, it's a giant, giant thing. Okay, collects a, a big New 52 arc, and I am loving it. I don't know if you'd like it, uh-huh. but I'm loving it. So Maybe I'd like it. If you, there haven't been a lot of good like recent Superman stories, and it's all Truth. together self-contained. So right. if you're a Superman fan, you want a big, long, like, grand scale. Is that lots of Doomsdays? Uh, no. Nothing no, it's to do Superman. Superman fights Doomsday and then ah. sort of like starts turning into Doomsday. Oh, no! Yeah. yeah. So, Doomsday, the giant monster... Previously seen in Batman v Superman, oh. Donna Justice. No, don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, I'm also reading for the book club All Our Yesterdays by Robert B. Parker. This is a rare standalone, and I'm really into it so far. It doesn't have that great of reviews, but I'm, I'm liking it. So we'll see what the book club says. That's the most covered Beatles song. All Our Yesterdays? <laughs> it's just yesterday. Oh, Just really? yesterday, yeah. That's why I'm never on time when he says yesterday. Probably like, like All, all My yesterday. Yesterdays. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. All right, so that's it for the old bookmark yeah, roundup you, you corner. Were, I guess you did better than me. You, 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 you did literally nothing, and I talked about five books. So yes, uh, I, I talked about three movies. I'm winning. Yeah, you did. That I had already seen. True. I should, I should say yeah. that. I was re-watching the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, did you ever play news. an Indiana Jones game? Video well, game? Yes. Not, uh, not good? The, the NES Uh-oh. Temple of Doom game uh-huh. is great. Okay. Anything after that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, Game Boy. 
pretty good. <laughs> okay. Game Boy, pretty good. All right. But I played uh, Staff of Kings. Uh-huh. Not good. Not good. I played another one. Atlanta 64. Yeah. Oh, good. the 64 one was bad. Yeah, it was It bad. had like a weird not deal with Superman Blockbuster. 64 bad, but bad. Yeah. Okay. So what are we on now? Book news, buddy. <gasps> All right. Tell me what's new in the world Let's of books. Let's dive into the world of books. As I'm ready. Indiana Jones was diving into the Temple of Kings. Okay. <laughs> Do you know uh, at the end of Last Crusade where they go to find the Grail? That's uh, in Petra. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. I don't know if you. I. I don't know if you know. Oh sure. But I've been in that. Really. Yes. Really. Well, yes. I hope you were penitent. Yes. I, that's. Oh, only I wouldn't. I, I'm here now. Yeah. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, saw a lot of people fall. Uh, fall when they were trying to go over that bridge really yeah even though they were like halfway there they just yeah. lost track of where the invisible bridge was and yeah right over that's tough. somebody went to grab for the rails that was kind of funny yeah that so, is funny this is humor that's only really catching with the, the last crusade probably yeah there. The last crusade aficionados are just, just killing. <laughs> right. so the these are the books that are coming out may 16th nick these are the books of your life <gasps> like sands in the hourglass what never mind okay uh, these books are coming out May 16th. We got some nonfiction. Ernest Hemingway, a biography. Oh. I bet. When's the last time you read an Ernest Hemingway biography, Nick? Then I saw uh, Midnight in Paris. Well, I'll let, Does I'll, that count? I'll tell you. Uh, it's been more than 15 years since a full biography on Ernest, Ernest Hemingway. Wow. Has and, a lot, have a lot changed for uh, Ernest Hemingway in the last 15 years? Or? Well, uh, revelatory look into the life and work oh, of Ernest revelatory. Hemingway. Revelatory. Okay. Yeah. Probably, I mean, you know the end, so. Yeah, well... Uh, who generations uh-huh. after his uh-huh. death are affected by? Oh, okay, it. okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, reverberations, yeah. sure. All right, Apollo Eight, uh-huh. the thrilling story of the first mission to the moon. Ooh, but they didn't make it. Oh, right, Apollo no. Eight. I guess I, oh, August no, nineteen sixty-eight. They didn't. They didn't land on the moon. Okay. Well, then why are we talking about them? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is by Jeffrey Kluger. They were the first to leave orbit. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. We'll remember them. Yep. Uh, 50 Years of Rolling Stone, the music, politics, and people that changed our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is this just a special edition of... No, it's hardcover. Uh, for the past 50 years, Rolling Stone magazine is what we're talking about, not oh, Rolling yes. Stones. So it's a book about this. There's a uh, there's an exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame mm-hmm. in Cleveland that we yeah. almost went to. Almost. But they close at 5. Yeah, what the heck? Like every day. What the heck? So, even on the weekends, they will close at 6. 6? Yeah. You got a whole extra hour, though. There, yeah. That's great. That's prime time. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. I think nothing more rock and roll than closing at 5 o'clock on a weekday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got work in the morning. <laughs> rock on! Everybody's working for the weekend. So That's true. There we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, Gwendy's Button Box. Oh, yes. That's by Stephen King yeah. and Richard Shizma? Shizmar? Sure, yeah. Who, who's, is he like a... I don't know. I don't know why Stephen King's writing with someone. This was a, this was a special, a special printing. It's like a limited printing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say about this? I'm not really sure what this. the deal is. It's a year of Stephen King, though, so he probably should get a hardcover out. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got No Middle Name, the completed, or just the complete collection of Jack Reacher short stories mm. by Lee Childs. Have you yeah. ever read a Jack Reacher short story? I'm trying. No, I don't think I have. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them. Okay. Well, this is the collected edition. Okay. So now's the time to get into them. Same beach next year. What do you say, Nick? I'll be there. All right. <laughs> now this is a book by Dorothy Benton Frank. Dorothy. <laughs> well, okay. it's it's not spelt, you know. Dorothea. Dor- yeah, it's spelt Dorothea. Oh, yeah. is that her name, Dorothea? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, then I said it wrong yeah. anyway. Dorothea Benton Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh. Queen of beach fiction, I guess. Yeah, she sure. writes a lot of beach like, fiction. Yeah, that's fiction sounds right. People, I mean, the last original wife. She's on a beach all summer long. Beach. No one's arguing with you about this beach thing. Look, I will go to the mat. Okay. About this. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Full Wolf Moon. Look out. By Lincoln Child. It's the last thing you want. This is a Jeremy Loggins series. Okay. What is what is that? Who's that character? Uh, it's a Loggins and Messina. It's a mm-hmm. Loggins and Messina are detectives. Oh. Is one of them a werewolf? <laughs> Do you not know who Loggins and Messina are? No. Okay. Who are they? They're, they're a band. I was just, it was just a joke. It was a hilarious joke, but... <laughs> 
But <laughs> the Loggins and Messina crowd, though. I know. They were like, what? Finally. It's like my Elvis mysteries, only instead of Elvis, it's yeah. a, you know, All right. a pop rock duo from the 70s, okay. 80s. Well, now I'm disappointed because I don't know if this book's about a werewolf. It's or... probably not about Kenny Loggins. Okay. So. <laughs> Do you know, actually, because of the name Lincoln Child in there and Full yeah. Wolf Moon yeah. and the whole Lincoln Lombardo thing, yeah. it took me a while to, like, when I was getting all these together, I'm like, oh, this isn't a book about Lincoln. No. Abraham Lincoln Lincoln's fighting child. werewolves. No. So, no, he only fights vampires. Yeah. Uh, this is his most action-packed and white-knuckle novel to date, though. Ooh, it's a perfect white, combination of... Did you say white-knuckle? <laughs> out of trouble there, yeah. White-knuckle. Uh, combination of exotic locals. White-knuckle. <laughs> oh, wait, locales, mm. not exotic locals. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> that was a big old gulp of Subway tea I took. <laughs> Well, that's uh, a perfect one too. Provocative punch. science and raw action. You got provocative though. That's good. That's yeah. provocative. Okay, I'm having having I'm a hard sorry. day. I know you are. Okay, uh, I have to go to Buffalo to get right. some cash. I know. Yeah, I asked my wife to get me some cash in here. Oh my gosh, no, airing not... your dirty laundry no, right on no, the podcast. No, Look out. Okay, but she didn't. I, no, I know. Okay. Yeah, Scott Toro has a new book. Do you know Scott Toro? <laughs> no. Yes, you do. I didn't know he had an old book. Whoa, Nick. What? Throwing shade, as the kids no. say. Yes, sir. No, no, no. Yes, sir. Anyway, he's got a I new book. I wish you all... Oh, Scott Toro. Okay, yeah. All right. What'd I, I was thinking Toro, like, Toro, Toro. Oh, yeah. Like a bullfighter. No, Scott Toro, yeah. Yeah. He's got a new book called yeah, Testimony. Le- legal fiction. Yeah, which makes yeah. sense because of the name Testimony. Yeah, it does make sense. It makes so. a lot of sense, actually. What's this about? Uh, at the age of 50, former prosecutor Bill Ten Boom... <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> okay, has walked out on everything he thought was important to him. Okay. His law career, his yeah. wife, Kindle Country. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kindle County. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, oh, even his country. Dang it. I need a break. Yeah, I need you to, should put your head down. I need to go Anytime lie down. you want me to talk about advanced Still, when he I is will. tapped by the international criminal... You know what? I don't care. It's legal fiction. Okay. Audiences, if you like legal <laughs> fiction, you might like this. Oh, boy. That's that's a, that's really classic journalism. You know? A master of legal thriller, Scott Turow has returned with his most irresistibly confounding and satisfying novel yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else did he write? Presumed Innocent, I think, is his uh, big one. That's the Until first one. Until Proven Dead. Ooh. Thank you. Um... G-Man. Okay. It's a Bob Lee Swagger series. Yes. You know this? Yeah. Okay, this is by Stephen Hunter, who wrote yeah. I, Ripper, which mm-hmm. is a book I like, mm-hmm. and I would recommend to people who like Jack the Ripper fiction. He has one about the JFK assassination that I started to read and didn't get into, so okay. I don't have much knowledge to share on this author with you. Okay, well, it's about the G-Men. Yeah. Government uh, men. Yeah. Um, that's true. Okay. And then, hold on, I was looking at something. Oh, so this reminded me. The Steve Hunter book yeah. uh, reminded me of I Ripper, which then reminded me of that book we have, Stalking Jack the Ripper. Okay. It's a young adult series by yeah. Carrie Manscalo okay. that's uh, produced, as it were, by James, James Patterson. James Patterson. Right. It's a James Patterson presents James book. Patterson, Bill Clinton's co-author. Is that right? right? Yeah. Where, where do you think that, if that was a book series, which it is, yeah. where do you think it would go next? So Stalking Jack the Ripper. Well, Are they bound by time? Are we going to set in that time period? I can't answer that oh, okay. by this, but okay. say they're in the same kind of Victorian era. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I mean, then yeah, I think they got a crossover with Sherlock Holmes. Hunting Prince Dracula. Oh, okay. Is the next book. Well, that's completely different. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I got one more book. It's a young adult book. It's called Flame in the Mist. Look out. Uh, by Renee. Abergenois? What? No idea. Uh, she wrote The Wrath and the Dawn, uh, which is a two-part series that's really popular right now. But this, they say this is a, uh, uh-oh, this seems slightly racist. It says, comes a sweeping, action-packed young adult adventure set against the backdrop of feudal Japan, uh-huh. where Mulan meets Throne of Glass. Uh-huh. Mulan is Chinese. Huh. Interesting. Well, is the main character Chinese? Mar- Mariko. Nope. Okay. Kenshin. Yeah. No, nope. Those don't sound This like isn't feudal Japan. Oh, interesting. Well... Oh, boy. Not a great comparison, then, well, publishers. Well, whoever wrote this. Uh, you're just blowing the lid off a lot of hot-button topics this <laughs> sure morning, am. I guess, so. All right, I'm done. I think that's I'm for the best. I'm going to lie down while you do uh, I think that's for the best. advanced notices. Yes. Uh, well, uh, while we're on the topic of Mr. Stephen King, coming out September 26th, he has a new novel called Sleeping Beauties, uh, set in a women's prison in West Virginia during a strange mystical occurrence that causes all the women in the world to fall asleep. Ooh, and one of them... 
is Pen Pals with Jack Torrance. No, the kid. <gasps> yeah, Who's Danny, the kid? Danny, Danny Torrance. Torrance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is this is written with his uh, younger son Owen King, so not Joe Hill. Ooh. Uh, and they've already got a deal. Uh, deadline. Anonymous Content has purchased the television rights to this novel. So. Who? Anonymous Content. What is that? Uh, an entertainment company founded in 1999 by CEO Steve Grolin. It's based in Los Angeles. I mean, so they're like a no nothing. They're like a nothing company though are they no yeah. i don't think so I maybe think one thing they've produced well i'll tell you they did please be mars attacks please be mars attacks <laughs> they produced 13 reasons why oh geez to start with okay so that's well that's why i haven't watched that show yet sure okay that's that must be it anyway so that's <laughs> we'll have the book in september that's coming out then okay. who knows when the tv show is coming out uh these are coming out a little sooner this is june so june for you brad thor First of all, wants you to know, stop self-publishing. He hates it. He hates it. Yeah. Uh, his Scott Harvath series, yeah. now in book 16, is coming back with a book called Use Ragnarok? of Force. Oh. Nope. As a storm rages across the Mediterranean Sea, a terrifying distress call is made to the Italian Coast Guard. Days later, a body washes ashore. Mm-hmm. Identified as a high-value terrorism suspect who had disappeared three years prior, his name sends panic through the Central Intelligence Agency. Where was he headed? What was he planning? And could he be connected to the spectacular attack they have been fearing all summer? Packed with pulse-pounding action, fascinating characters, and electrifying in- in- uh, oh boy. electrifying intrigue, Brad Thor does it again and proves why he is known around the world. Is he? Uh, is he? The Norse god Thor might be. <laughs> the master of thrillers. Uh, I have literally never heard him called the master of thrillers. No. Don't, don't go back and check old If you had asked me, I would have said he I, does maybe governmental legal fiction he yeah i guess i would say spy based spy based fiction that you would buy at a spinner rack in a pharmacy right or on a moving sidewalk in an airport okay i thought it would have been like i could be wrong the vice president has been committed a murder who's the best lawyer yeah for this no i don't think it's that i read lines of lucerne which was pretty bad but you like brad thor yeah hey hey you know what looks good? In June. What? Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok looks great. I'm yeah. very excited about okay. it. Uh, <laughs> Stone Barrington up to his old tricks. <gasps> I feel like we just had a Stone Barrington. This seems really quick. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe it's not him anymore. It is. I mean, oh, it says okay. it is. Indecent, ex- indecent Exposure. Ugh. Come on. <laughs> Stone Barrington 42 by Stuart Woods. Trouble always seems to find Stone Barrington. Boy, is that true? Yes. Okay. But with his you debonair <laughs> charm, unflappable composure, uh-huh. and cunning foresight, he always gets his man. <sighs> you okay? And his lady. <laughs> Still Com- Barrington. Coming out in June. All right. This is weird. Okay. But I'm a little excited about it, so I'm going to tell you what it is. Yeah. It's called Matchup, edited by Lee Child of okay. uh, Jack Reacher fame. Sure. Uh, I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to read this to you, but it is. Matchup takes the never-before-seen bestseller pairings and adds a delicious new twist. Oh, yeah. Gender. 11 of the world's best female thriller writers, from Diana Gabaldon to Charlene Harris, are paired with 11 of the world's best male thriller writers, okay. including John Sanford, C.J. Box, and Nelson DeMille. Okay. That's what it is. It's short, what? short stories by famous team-up. So here they are. Ready? Sandra Brown and C.J. Box. Val McDermott and Peter James. Don't know who those are. Mm. Kathy Reichs and Lee Child. Diana Gabaldon, Steve Barry. Gail Linz, David Morrill. Karen Slaughter, Michael Corta. Mm-hmm. Charlene Harris and Andrew Gross. Mm-hmm. Lisa Jackson and John Sanford. Laura Adrian and Christopher Rice. Lisa Scottaline and Nelson DeMille and J.A. Jantz, who is not a Muppet. And Eric Von Lustbader. So that's kind of mm. cool. Yeah, I, you missed uh, the one where Nora Roberts is teaming up with J.D. Robb. J.D. Robb, yeah, yeah. So. No, they don't get along at all. Quite <laughs> like cats and dogs. Uh, let's look in the large print section here. Over in the cozy corner, we have... I'm going to see if you can get this. Okay. I, it's not what you think. Okay. Cozy Mystery, A Southern Sewing Circle, book 11. Uh-huh. The title is Needle and... A dead no needle. that's i knew you were gonna say it no needle and dread uh so you're very close with dead uh-huh one letter off yeah and mine doesn't work a needle yeah. and a dead needle and dead no it yeah. <laughs> well sure it does okay well first they had the needle <laughs> now he's dead <laughs> sweet briar Lady society sewing circle is needled briar by the Funny. death of a highly strung woman oh come on we had needled and highly strung. In the new mystery by the author of Wedding Duress. 
shame. Boy. Is- <laughs> Downtown Sweet Briar is now home Hold to on. a new sewing shop run by one of the circle's own. With the help and support of her fellow members, Rose is determined to make Sotastic a success. Yeah. And to that end, she decides to sponsor a series of do-it-yourself weekends for sewing enthusiasts. Yeah. Do you have a question? It's not a question, but this is going to end with them saying... It's finding the killer is going to be like finding a needle in a haystack. Oh, that's a good one. I'll tell you what it really is. <laughs> but when a group arrives at Sotastic to work on a project, a loud and argumentative guest pushes everyone's buttons. Yeah. And when she winds up dead and Rose, there's more. Rose's project room, strangled by a sewing machine power cord, it's Ooh. up to Tori and the gang to stitch together uh-huh. the clues before Whoa. Rose's reason for living is ripped apart at the seams. Oh. <laughs> Needle and Dread, book right. 11, coming to you in large print by Elizabeth yep. Lynn Casey at your local David A. Howe Public Library yep. in June. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah. That's exciting stuff. Yep. Uh, what's on the New York Times bestseller list? All right. Tell me Needle and Dead's predecessor is on there. What's the predecessor? I don't know. Okay. I should know that. I Now I need to find out. Okay. I don't want to look, but I have to. All right. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, no. I'm not ready. Go ahead. Oh, you can okay. start. I close the... A, a I ball close of... Dead? Darn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you got? All right. So number 11. Yeah. It's uh, Ace Atkins, Robert what? B. Parker's... Little White Lies. Are you just telling me that because I like Robert Parker? Yeah. Thank you. And Spencer. So what do you think? Are you surprised that he's at 11? Yeah. I didn't think those still charted. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not on the top 10. Number 10, (laughs) Beartown. Do you want to know the rest? Yes. Do you want to know the rest? All right. All right. Book one, So Deadly. So spelled Uh S-E-W. Yeah. Death Threads. (laughs) Pinned for Murder. Deadly notions. I don't get it. One of those must, notions must be some sort of dangerous mm. alterations. Mm-hmm. Reap what you sow. Ugh. Let it sow. Christmas mystery. Uh-huh. Remnants of murder. Taken in, of course, wedding duress, which we talked about, uh-huh. and needle and dread. So okay. Pretty strong. There you go. Across the board. Yeah. Uh, continue. De- Cross stitch to death. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't like it, okay. but... Yeah. <laughs> Number 10, Bear Town by Frederick Backman. Uh-huh. Uh, it's the hockey star book yeah. that we thought was like a weird town where the wilderness was creeping back into the right, town. Right, right. Number nine, I'm, I'm just, it's just shocking because like I read that as like I a know. joke. I thought it looked so funny and yeah. there it is on the New York Times bestsellers list. Yeah. Who could have foreseen? No one. Uh, number nine, A Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towels. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Sticking. Anything is Possible by Elizabeth Stout. Well, that's the right attitude. But it's not true. Oh. We don't all grow up to be astronauts. That's true. Mm-hmm. Think how many people would be in space if that was the case. Huh. Good thing space is infinite. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, you're right. Are we high-fiving over yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hey, I appreciate how you just high-fived without. Yeah. You didn't really. You didn't want to leave me hanging. <laughs> you didn't think it was yeah. worthy, but. You know what? I was trying to find a way to go back to the Apollo 8 yeah. thing, too. Because, yeah. like, oh, that you don't all nice. get to be astronauts. Yeah. Some don't get to land on the moon, right. but it didn't work. Just a drive-by. Yep. <laughs> There's the moon. Just get once, my picture. Just once get around the block, Apollo 8. Uh, number seven, The Black Book by James Patterson and David Ellis. Number six, it's new this week. It's The Broken Road by Richard Paul Evan. The Broken Road is the hardest road to travel on. Mm, that's that, true. That's one. I, I just made that up. Oh, well. This is the first book of a new trilogy. Yeah. I just shared some lessons I've Richard learned. Richard Paul life. Evans only writes little tiny series. Is that true? His books are always real small. Uh-huh. Boop. Usually heartwarming. You couldn't often sentimental. You couldn't see, but Nick was motioning with his hands the size and size shape of the of, books. Of the books. And he's yeah. doing it again yeah. on this audio medium. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Number five, Golden Prey. By John by Sanford. John Sanford and yeah. Son. Yeah. You know, antelope have a golden hue to them. Yeah. So they're kind of a golden prey. Yeah, they are. If you hunt them. And delicious. What? I never had antelope. Not antelope. <laughs> what about kangaroo? I almost had kangaroo, but the place was out of it. Oh yeah, I tried to, but it just kept jumping off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, are you just cracking yourself I just, up today? That cozy mystery is just in my yeah, head now. I can't true. stop. Yeah. We should come up with a zoo, like a zookeeper cozy mystery, okay. where all yeah. the—I guess it would just turn into that uh, yeah. those Flannery books, though the the gaggle of uh, the. Thinning the turkey herd. Oh, yeah. We're just yeah. turning to those. Yeah, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. The Fix is at number four by David Baldacci. Mm-hmm. 
Number three is new this week. It's against all odds, Daniel Steele, which is the opposite of Daniel Steele showing up on the New York Times yeah, bestseller list. <laughs> yep. Odds are in favor is of that. Number two, Nick has read this book. He loved this book. Uh, he recommends it to everybody. Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. No, I haven't read it. You don't recommend it? I just want to. <laughs> this is by Paula Hawkins, the yeah. author of The Girl on the yeah. Train. No, known for heartwarming, just light beach kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Read Girl on the Train on the Beach. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one, 16th Seduction by James Patterson and Maxine Pietro. That just seems like too many. 16? Like, why are you falling for this so many times? Yeah. Yeah. You seduced me 15 times, <laughs> yeah. but never again, yeah. Detective Lindsay Boxer. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your person being seduced. That's their voice. I assume, that, yeah. Kind of a Muppet sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Yes. That's weird. That's number one. That's how I sound when I'm being seduced. Is that number <laughs> Never again. <laughs> You're so coy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that number one? Yeah, that's number okay, one. that's number one. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Those... Even though they're kind of turds, those really make... What? Did you just say turds on those podcasts? I just, they're not, I don't think they're good. I hate that word. People, you hate the word turd? Yeah, I sure do. It's fine. I think it's evocative. Tells you right what I mean. It's so gross. Okay. They said it in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. And I was just like, ugh, I can't do it. Didn't like it. Like, people were laughing, like, just gross. All right. Well, I didn't know. Okay. (laughs) Now I know. You could call somebody poop face and I'd laugh hysterically. But you say turd face, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so gross. That is gross. This has been the grossest hour of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of our this lives. Is, this has been stupid. <laughs> um, so we're done with the New York Times bestseller list. That's it. Fantastic. Yeah, that is fantastic. On to our segment. That's right. We're now, talking about podcasts today. Are we? Okay. It's so meta, right? Yeah. Podcasts, talking about podcasts. What's next? It's uh, like we're breaking the fourth wall, right? There's no camera. Oh, Darn it. That's okay, I looked for yeah. the camera. There yeah. wasn't anyone there. Anyway, Eric and I both listen to a lot of podcasts. You listen to way more than I do. Is that true? To be fair. But your wife yes. listens to more than... I don't understand. Anybody? Like, we both... She and I use the same uh, podcast addict. It's an app. Uh-huh. I'll look at mine. There's, I think maybe I have, like, 16 total, mm-hmm. and most of them don't update uh-huh. often. There's just... I look at hers, and it's just, like, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and yeah. scrolling. There's a few podcasts that she doesn't subscribe to, okay. and I'm going to try to figure out what they are. <laughs> I don't know yet, yeah. but I'm going to sure. try. I'm going to try to figure out. All right. So I don't have tons, but I do have some regulars. So we're just going to talk about a few of the ones that we like. Yeah. So we think you... you'd like. Yeah. Because this is a recommendation. That's right. You got more than me. So why don't you do say... Do I? Yeah. What do you like? I don't, I don't have more than you, man. If oh, you really? say oh you yeah. 16. I guess that's true. You're about right. Well, I like I like a variety. There's several that I like that are like political news ones. Oh, so I like those. I know politics. Those, I know those aren't going to be on your list. Um, <laughs> what? How dare you? I have a couple like entertainment-based ones. I have. Uh, I really like the West Wing Weekly, which were like they do a, a rewatch of the West Wing. So you're recommending West Wing? If you're a West Wing fan, yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're a West Wing fan and you're going to rewatch the episodes, and yeah, I would say check out the West Wing Weekly. Okay. That wasn't going to be one of my. Okay, that doesn't count as one of your recommendations. Now that we okay. tossed it out there, yeah, I think that it's isn't a lot also fun. ran then. Yeah. Right. No, no, it's fine. It's just, it's very niche because you have to like that show. And right. I don't really think it would work to go back and just listen. Right. You know what I mean? If you're going to rewatch the West Ring, then, Wing, then yeah, check out yeah. the podcast. But I don't think you could just listen to it mm-hmm. and remember, oh yeah, I saw that back in 2006. So <laughs> Was that when the West Wing was still on? I, I think so. In 2006? I think so. No way. Maybe not. That, his maybe term before. would have been long over. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, maybe that's a little too far down the road. Anyway. We're not talking about the West Wing. Who would you have replaced uh, Martin Sheen? Oh, boy. You know who I'd pick? I don't know. Michael Douglas. They I'm... look very similar. Do you, is that, are you doing that on purpose? No, they just... do. They look like... I always confuse them. Well... Not so much anymore now that I've grown Aaron up. Aaron Sorkin wrote the movie The American President with Michael Douglas, and Martin Sheen paid, played the... Um, oh, what's, what is that role? Vice President? No. <laughs> No, why can't I think of it? The, I don't you know, know, like the right-hand man in the West Wing. This is driving me crazy. Vice what president. It? No, it's not the... no. Secretary the of, of State. Chief of Staff. <laughs> anyway. And then I gotta when, get my right-hand man back. And then when they were developing the West Wing, like right off of the American president, like they use a lot of the same sets, and mm-hmm. there's several actors that cross over. They were trying to find the president, uh-huh. and they settled on Marty Shane, who had just been in uh, the American oh. president. So I thought you were doing a thing, but you no. were. All right. That was so long, and one that's not even in my top recommendations. So, <laughs> so there uh, you go. Nick's you number go. one recommendation is West Wing. On to me. All right. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. You gave a real recommendation. Sure. Okay, then I will. Uh, this is not going to surprise anyone, but I really like something about the Beatles. 
it's uh, it's a show that really like <laughs> I'm dig- trying to figure out how to do a, a faux surprise <laughs> yeah, I know. expression, but I, I feel like it's I been said. done to death. Yeah, it probably has. Hold on, do it again. Do it again. Uh, I really like one called Something About the Beatles. No, I still can't <laughs> yeah, do yeah, it. I saw you gearing up. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is one that I just kind of discovered one day. Uh, it's Richard Buskin and Robert Rodriguez. One's British, one's American. Mm-hmm. They just they just dig into like Beatles minutia, and right. it's really interesting. They play clips of the songs. Uh, they do a lot of things where like there's episodes where they'll focus just on like the instrumentals, and so they'll mm-hmm. do isolated tracks. So like you'll they'll just play like Paul's bass line, or right. they'll just do like Ringo's drums from the end or something. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting, and often it's like. I haven't heard the music in quite that way, or they're they're playing bootlegs or mm-hmm. different things. So like I've heard all the Beatles music, but right. they still pull out things that I haven't heard before. Right, and so I find it really interesting just because I like the Beatles. Right, but they talk a lot about like just the '60s like rock scene and everything. Right. So you definitely have to be a big Beatles fan to uh, really get into it. But I think you know just tuning in every now and then as a casual listen, I think you get a lot out of it too. All right, I don't think you would like it. Whoa. What? But others might. Calling me out for no reason at all. I'm sorry. What do you mean? Actually, you as like... you were explaining it, I was like, boy, it'd be cool if there was like a something about the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there probably is. There probably is. I guess mine. I know mine... they're not called the Led Zeppelin. I've got I... a couple of like watch along podcasts, like watch a thing, listen to a podcast. I got a couple of politics ones. Uh, I got a couple of um, just randoms, but mm-hmm. I have a variety. I usually use the playlist option, so it'll ah. just kind of keep playing podcasts. Right. So sometimes I'll listen to them at the gym or just, you know, mm-hmm. have them playing during a commute or whatever. Right. But See, I, I wasn't really all that into podcasts before we started doing this. Yeah. And that kind of made me look at other ones. So yeah. Give me one you like. Okay. Well, I use iTunes. Okay. On my iPhone. All right. Uh, a lot of product placement. Because I am a sheep. Mm-hmm. So a sheeple, if yeah. you will. <laughs> I will. Um, so it's hard, it's hard to pick because okay. I've got I, – I pick like – each podcast does a different thing for me. Okay. Like, I have a podcast that covers movies. I have yeah. a podcast that covers uh, geek news. I have a podcast that covers Dungeons and & Dragons and music and all this stuff. So it's hard because a lot of our listeners aren't as geeky as I. A lot of just people aren't as geeky as you. How dare you, sir? So, I'm sorry. Uh, I will pick my geekiest podcast. No, okay. I'm actually going to pick uh, Revolutions. Okay. And what's The that? Revolutions podcast. So he started by going through the... First British, it's been a while since I listened to the first one. It was okay. the first British uh, Civil War. All right. Um, and it was very good. Uh, so that he just talks about wars and he, stuff? He talks about what he considers revolutions. Okay. So if uh, something isn't a revolution, uh, he won't talk about like that war. Okay. So I had just recently finished listening to the one on the American Revolutionary War, mm-hmm. uh, which was interesting. Um, I'm in the middle of the French Revolutionary War, which is like the American Revolutionary War was 18 episodes. Wow. The French Revolutionary War is about 52 episodes. Really? Yes. Oh, so it's not like a revolution per episode. No. It's like season. No, arc. yes. Okay. Yep. So they, they can right. go for a while. Um, he's he's very dry. Okay. And he's got a very dry sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And you like you start listening like, oh, this is going to be boring. But then you just like get absorbed because he just starts like throwing these facts in. Okay. Um, talking about mistakes that people make, like their, person, their personalities and stuff. So it's fun. It's informative. It's... It definitely is like if you're not a history, if you if you're not into history, okay, I don't know if you can if this I, is going to make history fun. Li- listening to 52 episodes on a revolution probably okay. is not going to win you well, over. If you're I not mean, a fan each of episode already. covers like a very specific segment. Sometimes, okay. like maybe he'll do an episode on this battle or an episode on this person. And mm-hmm. Like sometimes the early episodes, he'll be setting up the stage with the cast, or he's like, "How did we get to the Revolutionary War here?" Um, how did we get to the French Revolution? So you'll spend four episodes talking about like just the state of France and how it got there. And, okay. Uh, it sounds boring, but it's great. No, I could see so, it. And I they're only 30 it. minutes. I've got one that's boring too, So, but <gasps> yes. I really like it. So. Uh, each episode is only 30 minutes. Okay. So it's not like uh, Dan Carlin's like four and a half hour okay. uh, long stuff. Yeah, so, that's nice. That's a good length. Yeah, 30 minutes. There's one that, that I like that almost doesn't count as like a podcast, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. It's Minnesota Public Radio's. It's a radio station called The Current, and they have a song of the day. And you just subscribe like you would any other podcast. Uh-huh. And they, they pull like, you know, indie music, unreleased songs, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like 70-20 in favor of me liking them. So mm. it's just like a three-minute song every weekday. So okay. I like it. I wouldn't really say that's a podcast, but it's one you can subscribe okay. to. So, um 
going off of the one you were talking about, Revolutions. This oh, you're is, finding, this is you're my, finding uh, a lot of ways to mention more than uh, the three podcasts yeah. they agreed yeah. upon. This isn't, Look this at isn't you. my first Just, rodeo. Uh, um, oh, yeah, and if I was going to mention. <laughs> I have a history podcast that I like, too. <gasps> it's called Whistle Stop. It's hosted by John Dickerson, who's the host of Face the Nation. I don't know that. And it's, uh, it's a CBS, like political news magazine politics it is about politics actually but it's about politics of the past it's uh one of one of slate's podcasts and it's no not not if there's a say by the bell podcast somebody send it to me because i'll listen you know there um, has to be john dickerson's uh he goes through basically campaigns political Uh campaigns so if you didn't know president's you know the first 44 interests me right and so i like to i like to like hear little odd facts about them. <laughs> that's a random number you just chose yeah i don't know um and so what this is he looks at campaigns and he pulls out like a weird moment or something that kind of was the game changer for it the october surprise whatever mm-hmm. and he looks at um what it was that kind of changed that election or, or a big defining moment in the election. And often right. it's like for the negative, you know, it'll be like everything was going great. He was expected to win and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, and I find that really fascinating and he's great too. Like his delivery on it is always, it's funny. It is a little dry, a little quirky. Um, the humor is dry, not the okay. podcast, but the podcast is very entertaining. But um, anyway, that's called whistle stop. And I guess that one, it helps if you're into like the political world, hmm. you know, Right. It's not current, so it's not oh. commentaries on current politics. It's things of the past, you know. Okay. So anyway. So I would say check it out. If you okay. like if you like history. Yeah. And you don't want us to do fifty two episodes on the I French love Revolution. American history. Oh well then you probably it's probably not the one for you. I just we, like it's taught to us for like seven years in school mm-hmm. and then we get to the good stuff like later i see so okay after I like a while, american like, history yeah i think i prefer american history it's just like when i got to sixth grade That's and they're like when i got just to sixth grade and they were like uh we're gonna start learning about ancient history so like in the oh, first yeah. chapter well, is like on. on egyptian history yeah it like my mind exploded i'm like we can yeah. learn about other history yeah it was it was so good it's funny how like you more than anyone i know is obsessed with hamilton and you're trashing u.s history yeah, but I like the music. Oh, okay. All right. All right. While listening to the, it, give me another podcast. Okay. Uh, <laughs> way to get me off Hamilton. Man. I know. I made a terrible mistake in bringing it up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to mention the Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith. Bloom? No. Jeff- <laughs> I would listen to the Q&A with Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Uh, 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 query. <laughs> query. Question, if you will. Uh, where were you? <laughs> anyway. Uh, to answer my own question. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do you got? So, the the Q and A with Jeff Goldsmith. This is a movie podcast. Uh-huh. So what he does is he interviews uh, screenwriters. I don't listen to many interview podcasts. I used to like Fat mm-hmm. Man on Batman in the early days oh, when he was boy. actually interviewing yeah. comic creators. Kevin yeah. Smith, I should say, yeah, Fat Man on Batman. But I don't listen to many interview ones. Okay, do you have others besides this? Uh, no. I guess that's one like genre that I haven't really tapped into yet. Okay, I'm see, sorry. I like interviews. I mean, I could feed off of interviews forever. Okay. Um, the Q&A with Jeff Goldsmith. He yeah. interviews screenwriters of uh, current movies oh, as okay. they come out um, in front of a, a crowd, usually uh, right after a screening of the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just really fascinating a lot of times because he, he makes them, uh, he asks them how did they get into the business? Mm-hmm. Uh, how did they get into writing? And okay. so uh, what their process is like, you know, how, how do they write? Uh, he asks them like, you know, how do you get over uh, uh, writer's block? How do you, uh, what was the toughest scene to write? And so, the mileage of that podcast depends on the movie and okay. your interest in the movie. Um, like whenever he interviews somebody who's doing the Marvel movies, like he interviews the directors of uh, Winter Soldier and Cap- Captain America Civil War. Like okay. I eat those up. And then sometimes, you know, something like Nightcrawler or uh, I can't remember. I listened to the, uh, the one he did with uh, the drummers, okay. the drummers that you like. Mm-hmm. What's the drummers that you like? The drummer movie. Jazz drummer. Whiplash. Oh, okay. Man, yeah. You were no help there. Sorry, when I was trying to think about drummers, but you meant the drummer movie. Yeah, he talks about, you know, I did about, love like, did you not see Whiplash? No, I did. Oh, I liked it. Want, okay. Uh, but then there's movies that show up. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to see this movie. Okay. Skip. Sometimes they'll do the Disney <laughs> ones, and I'm yeah. like, I thought I could do it, and I tried to listen to Big Hero 6, and I'm like, I can't do this. So I just didn't care. Yeah. But um, I still have, like, right now I have La La Land to listen to. Okay. Um, so it's just interesting. It's just yeah. interesting to, like, see how the. Uh, he just did one about the, or I was behind. I just listened to the one where he talked to the writer of uh, Hell or High Water. Okay. Chris Pine and uh, 
you you saw it, Ben yeah, Foster. Yeah, it was very it was good. really good. So just him talking about it yeah. was uh, really interesting. Um, so I'd suggest it to writers, mm-hmm. and really, if you're just a fan of movies, like you could just listen to it. Yeah, I, I love mean, movies. You could just skip the movies you haven't seen, okay, and the movie and listen to the ones you're interested in. It's okay. great. So. It's just fun because you realize what has changed or what hasn't changed, what was always the core. Mm-hmm. Just uh, helps you reevaluate the films. Did you say what the host is, like what his position is? Do you know? Uh, I'm not like really wise. sure because okay. he had a previous podcast because uh, he was done, part of a magazine. It ended, and I thought he was just done, and I was sad. Okay. And then I found out he was doing this one. So a journalist of some sort. Um, okay. Yeah, but now he has um, he has a magazine called Backstory as well. Okay. Um, so I don't know what he was really doing before that, but it, he was getting these interviews with all these, uh, you know, big people. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I was. Curious. It's usually the screenwriters, like... unless it's a case where it's a screenwriter director. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the director also wrote the screenplay. I see. He'll get. Yeah. He can get with those. He can usually get like the smaller stuff. Yeah. So okay. It's very interesting. interesting. Yeah. How much? Don't... How much time do we have? Because there's two that I want to talk about. And I how much decide. time do we have? Yeah. We got like a. Uh, 15, 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, well, then let me tell you first about one called that I've just recently discovered that I'm into. It's been going on for a long time, actually. Okay. Called How Did This Get Made? Maybe you're familiar with this one? Uh, yes. <laughs> I've heard of it. This is a, All right, this is so a it's, movie. Yeah. It's it's Paul Shear, June, Diane Raphael, and Jason Mazukas. And basically, they... Who's Paul Shears? They I take... Uh, I, they're all... I mean, I, you'd recognize their faces. They're actors. Okay. Um, they take... They look at movies... Watch movies multiple times, and then the podcast is just them getting together and discussing like how would a movie like this ever actually happen? Uh-huh. And it's bad movies usually, okay. Uh, and it's just hilarious because they discuss it in such a like serious way. Like they try to make sense of the plots and right. things, and they you, often they'll have a guest star. They had a uh, Adam Scott does all the Fast and Furious movies with them, and right? Just. They just kill me. The first couple are burlesque with Cher and Christian Aguilera, <laughs> old dogs with Travolta and oh my gosh. Uh, Robin Williams. Right. I just this morning finished listening to the one about uh, Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch. Uh huh. They're hilarious. Okay. They're, they're just so funny. They're not. It's not like a mystery science theater thing where they're watching the right. movie along and making comments. It's mm-hmm. not a commentary track. It's like a panel that discusses really bad movies. Right. And it's just it's so well done that okay. it cracks me up. So. Definitely no, I have heard. I've heard of other uh, podcasters listen. Okay, uh, talk about it. Okay, so yeah, it's it's been it's been going for like six years. So All it's right. a pretty. They do live shows and stuff. All right, but I've just discovered it recently. So I'm gonna listen to about five episodes. But okay. it's fast becoming one of my current favorites. There you go. So, what else All you right. got? All right, so I'll suggest my last one, and then we'll get your bonus your last one. one your yeah. bonus one, even yeah. though you had like five bonuses. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I haven't talked about a single one of my Australian podcasts. You haven't? No. I'm surprised. That's but like your top. I, I know. They're just they're just so geeky, and they're hard yeah. to recommend yeah. because uh, in well, Australia, your language can be filthier. Oh, I see. Uh, give, me, so, give me a list. Well, actually, I'm going to... Yeah, it will have to be those. Uh, let's see. So The Weekly Planet is actually not filthy. That's okay. the one I listen to uh, every week. I'm up to date. That's your geek news. That's my geek news. I stopped going to uh, geek sites to get news. I don't go to uh, comic book sites anymore mm-hmm. to find out about movie news. I just listen to the podcast. Nice. They keep you up to date with movie news. Wow. They keep you up to date with uh, just geek news in one-stop general. One-stop shop. Yeah, it's a one-stop shop, just like uh, <laughs> our place. Um, but they're just really funny. And what okay. I've learned by listening to all these Australian podcasts is yeah. Australians are just really funny people. Wow. Uh, also, that. the comedy scene. It almost seems like comedy is the currency over in Australia. Like, we have dollars and they have stand-up routines. So, like, if you wanted a hamburger, yeah, you'd, you'd have to do like a bit. an amazing bit. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to do a bit on a, maybe the hamburger itself. Wow. you sound like, like a real expert on Australia. What's the deal with hamburgers? Uh-huh. Uh, so, the Weekly Planet okay. is is really great. Yeah. Uh, and that's the, that's the one I'm going to... I'm not going to list the other ones because they are kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Chicken. It's it's really funny. Every week, they, like, you know, if there's a big movie out, they'll cover that. Um, they get movies there earlier than us. Yeah. Like, they got Guardians of the Galaxy two weeks before we did oh, in wow. Australia. So they they could only, like, talk about something to lead up to it. Okay. Um, but they don't just talk about, like, superhero movies. Okay. Like, they talk about just anything that's, like, pop culture sort of genre. Okay. Pop culture. So they'll talk about the Pirates movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week they were talking about the Aliens franchise because okay. next week is Alien Covenant. Yeah. So... Uh, that's where I, if you're like, oh, I don't understand Superman and Batman in the same movie. Like, gosh, yeah. Like, listen to the Weekly that's Planet the and they'll explain it to, to you. Go. Okay. Yeah, I t- do. You listen to any book podcasts? 
No. See, I tend I'm, to I, I'm avoid in a them. book podcast. Know, that's why I avoid it because I don't want to like, yeah. you know, I don't want to get. Um, I listen to a video game podcast. Okay. But I realize I still go to computer game websites, uh-huh. which means I don't think I'm getting my computer game uh, fix. So look out. They yeah. need to step it up. Okay. Uh, well, then I guess I'll close it down. I Is will this going to be like a Disney thing? No, it's not. Like a you're into thing. a Disney podcast? No. Where they rewatch all the Disney no. movies and I, just, I'm I'm not gonna mention Star Trek Mission Log where they rewatch all the okay. episodes. Okay, you're not so, gonna mention. it. I'm not gonna mention it. Okay, no, fantastic. Uh, but I am gonna mention one called Space Pod, which is <laughs> As if this is a Star Trek thing. No. I'm pulling the plug. No, uh, this is a NASA scientist, Dr. Carrie Nugent. She chats with other like NASA people, and it's just all about like she studies comets, but she talks to people about you know black holes and. Uh-huh. Uh, I just listened to one about how they get back images from Mars and Saturn and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really quick. They're like 15 minutes max. Oh. It's just sort of a quick in and out, like, let's talk about space for a yeah. minute. So I like it. I like It's a good length. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would want too long on that right. topic. But it's enough that they give you, they give you like the juicy, really interesting mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and it's a different it's a different guest each week. Okay. Um, so that one's really cool. So if you're into like space and my right. wife is a big space nerd. So but she actually didn't discover this. I discovered okay. it and told her. I so. every now and then I'll listen to uh, Star Talk okay. with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh sure, Dr. DeBison. <laughs> Dr. DeBison, correct. From the little critter From book. From your little series? critter book, yeah. yes. But sometimes I'll listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson's Oh, uh, sure. Okay. Human, uh, human man. Human, human man. Okay. Uh, I'll listen to his podcast. Yeah. Do you know he just retweeted by accident about how sometimes uh, when he takes off his shirt too fast, he falls over? No. He meant to send that to somebody who asked if he has trouble with gravity. So some, originally he was going to say when he takes off his pants too yeah. fast, he'll fall over. Yeah. But he retweeted to like his whole log about the shirt thing. Nice. And it was just really funny. That is funny. So. And you said he makes fun of movies and things. Well, he doesn't make fun of movies. He'll if it's bad science in movies, he'll uh, he'll insult them. I don't think he was a <laughs> oh bad science in movies. That's yeah, right. I okay. think he like he liked the science in The Martian, but he didn't like the science in Gravity. Okay, um, so because the science in Gravity was like all over the place. All right. Any final ones you want to touch on? Uh, no. Okay. I have lots more. I guess we'll I save know. it for our future. Okay. Recommendations. I guess you will. So. CBS Weekend Roundup. Okay, just gonna say it. CBS News Weekend Roundup. A right. little bit of politics, and then just a whole, yeah. a whole week's worth of news. There you go. I like that one every Friday. <laughs> all right, and then of course all the books every yeah, Monday. All the book show. One stop shop for book news, witty banter, friendship, friendship on display. Take my hand in friendship. No, just I touch, already high five. Oh, just touch no. my hand. Your hand looks pruny, and you've got that band aid. Oh, I know. Well, I cut my hand while I was painting a window. Ah. <sighs> All right. Kitchen looks great, though, so that's, I can't complain. That's fantastic. All right. All right. Uh, before Next we get to week. library news, oh, yes. okay. uh, we forgot to talk about this in Bookmark. You have to review the first season of Riverdale. I do? Yeah. Well, I mean... Page to screen adaptation. If, you if got anybody it. on this podcast, yeah. if any of the hosts that do this podcast yeah. is an Archie fan, yeah. it's you. That's true. Oh, <laughs> fine. I'll do it. All right. Uh, I've been an Archie fan always mm-hmm. like i'd always get the digest it was a real treat to get a double digest yeah because those babies were big i remember a christmas in my childhood where they were like what do you want for christmas and i was like archie comics period <laughs> like that was it that was the extent yeah. of my list and i got them yeah a big bucket of the old stuff like laugh pep reggie and me okay. betty and me uh-huh. jughead yeah do you want me to keep going no i, I get it uh and still that's true yeah. i still i currently have a subscription to jughead and archie i can't lie about this i have to tell you the truth okay so i'm a huge archie fan all right and i love the new series too the uh the jughead Wade, yeah. yeah the mark wade thing yep. which volume three just came out we should yeah. be getting our copy soon if we yeah. don't already have it so i love archie mm-hmm. uh riverdale is really not like that yeah. at all. I've got to say, their uh, Jughead. I think in the final episode, did eat a hamburger. He only time he took a bite out of it, and then he was distracted by other yeah, people. Then he was distracted by other people. Yeah. So I think, as far as like an Archie adaptation, uh, it's not good. Right. As like a take on Archie, like what if Archie was kind of a melodramatic Twin Peaksy type sexy uh, show? Oh, yeah, show with yeah. sexy teens having yeah. sexy problems. So I, I actually think that it works. Like it's. It's and it's sometimes it's weirdly faithful. Like some of the some of the names they call each other and just uh-huh. like little things that happen. I'm like, yes, uh-huh. that is a thing. Yeah. Uh, but in the like the broad strokes of the show, I think are very different from Archie mm-hmm. Comics. So if you're asking me how they rate as an adaptation, I'm going to say not good. Okay. But as a fun like sudsy like weird take on Archie, uh-huh. 
I like it. Okay. I thought it was a lot of fun. And they do do weird things. Like yeah. Archie's been known to like go off and do yeah. odd afterlife yeah. of Archie, for Punisher. example. Really, Archie, Archie and Punisher. the Predator. So it's not out of the realm of like, yeah. it's within the Archie wheelhouse to just, go and take the characters in a totally different direction. Mm-hmm. I just heard there was an Archie story where like they RC, they raced RC cars across America. That sounds right. Okay. I read it. I didn't read a lot of the, I read just like more like the, just you know, three-page right. comics. I didn't read a lot of, like, the extended yeah. stories. Although occasionally there would be one that was, like, continued in the next digest. And I'd be like, ah! <laughs> And the whole, there was a whole thing in the 90s where he was going to choose between Betty and Veronica. Uh-huh. Forget about it. Forget about it. I was like, I have to get these issues. Oh, and who did he uh, choose? Yeah. Who? Cheryl Blossom. What a, wow. True. What a twist. True story. And then, of course, in our collection, we have Rock and Roll Romance, where he chooses Valerie from the right. Pussycats. Yep. So. It's like a dream, though. A lot of stuff going on. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a dream. To see what, it's but it like, goes through their whole life. It does. Like marriage, kids, yeah. elderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Archie Meets Glee in our yeah, collection. Yeah, I know. So if you're, that, I can't believe you're not going to, you, I don't you know. just I don't talked about how. You'll read anything Archie. You'll watch Riverdale, uh-huh. but you won't read. I actually even saw forty the, pages uh, of Archie hanging out with the cast. I saw Lee. the nineteen nineties like grown up Archie pilot, too. It was on VHS tape. What? Yeah, they did it. They did it like a Archie as an adult coming back. They were all adults. Okay. And it was gonna be kind of like a more sudsy mm-hmm. kind of Merrillsy placey kind of thing. And they were in their like twenties and thirties. Didn't go anywhere. Huh. But Broke your heart to find that out? No, I'm fine. Okay. And I think I actually watched more Josie and the Pussycats cartoons than I did Archie. So. I have never seen an Archie cartoon, oh, okay. but I used to watch Josie and the Pussycats yeah. all the time. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. I love it. Long uh, tails is that it? and ears for hats. Is that all you wanted me to talk about? <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, okay. it, if somebody's going to talk about it on this podcast, it's yeah. going to be you. I think it's, I think it's worth, I think it's worth watching. It's if you like mysteries, episodes. if we'll, you like that sort of teen suds. You know, as soon as um, it's on DVD, we'll get it for the library. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. It'll be popular. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I want to mention, too, next week we will be doing our uh, Michael Crichton, specifically focusing on the posthumous releases. So if you've read Micro and Pirate's Latitude, we want to hear about or it. Or if you, you send us like our, us, yeah. had an advanced copy yeah. of Dragon Teeth. Right. Right. Also, if you read any of the three posthumous releases, you can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook at David A. Howe Public Library. You can email us. Yeah. It's a first time for everything at Wells. You could uh, you could call Nick on his phone. It's nine. No, don't. It's eight. Ne- no. D- Six one. But we do want to hear from you, and you can tell us just general things yeah. about Michael Crichton yeah. too, because well, I'm sure we'll diverge and talk yes. about you can talk Michael to, Crichton. You can general. talk to Nick on his Skype account. No, it's, uh, you Nick. don't have to give out personal. Information. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That'll be redacted. All right. So anyway, Nick that's lives at. But let's talk library news. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I uh, will. How'd you like that? Uh, sure. This week on Tuesday, May 16th, starting at 6 o'clock in the Tech Center, we're doing a demonstration on our 3D printer. Fantastic. So pretty exciting. I have a Paul yeah. McCartney a statue that Eric 3D printed me using yeah. our 3D printer. So you can come see how yeah. that works. Uh, we're going to be starting <gasps> to use that a little bit more. When we go see Paul McCartney in September, yeah. you should bring that I should and bring have him it. sign it. I should. Um, <laughs> What else we got? Book clubs. Currently, we're currently wrapping up Big, Big Little, Little Lies, Lies by Leanne Moriarty. That is Wednesday, the seventeenth, and then after that, we're reading a book called Whistling Past the Graveyard. The what's <laughs> contemporary? Or no, Paige Turner is doing all our yesterdays by Robert B. Parker, so you can join us for uh-huh. that. Our next concert is The Probables, and yeah. they're sort of a folk rock band. They're new to the auditorium stage, so you mm-hmm. probably have never heard them before. Uh, all their online stuff, uh, they sent samples and things. It's really good, so I think you'll enjoy that. That's okay. May 25th. Uh, movies we have coming up, we're showing The Swan Princess Royally Undercover. Oh, my gosh. 2017, brand new movie, May 20th. That's our Saturday matinee at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Our senior matinee this month on Tuesday the 23rd is Clint Eastwood in the trouble with the curve yeah not the trouble with the curb as i accidentally wrote on the handout i said that trouble today. with the curve or my wife so, thought i said curb do you want to talk about the story times a little bit we've got the five senses story times coming up what? oh i have the info in front of me if you oh, okay it. go ahead uh family story time <laughs> for children of all ages monday at six o'clock and that's <laughs> new right she she hadn't she wasn't doing an evening story time before so that's that's just starting up now Preschool story time we have, that's for ages 3 to 6, that's Thursdays at 1 o'clock, and then toddler times, that's for ages 18 to 36 months, not years, Fridays at 10.30. That's good. I'm glad they finally got something for your reading level. Yes, and those run run through June 6. Kate's doing a great job, too. I mean, she, like, her story times are really interactive, and she's got a lot of different stuff going on with them, so. I'm here 
yeah, every you, week. You're doing a great job too. No, it's fine. But you we're talking about story time. Yeah, right? sure. So, all right. Yeah. Anyway, I guess that's <laughs> it. That's all I know. What about you? That is all you know. You got any news? Uh, Anime Club every Wednesday at five thirty. Boring. I get so sick. It's of hearing about It's not that. boring. It's all you ever say. It's our flagship program. It is. Yes. If, uh, if we yeah, lost Anime right. Club, we would lose our flagship oh. teen program. Absolutely. <laughs> so, well, it's because the teen photo show. Uh, was over is over now, yeah. and all the photos have been collected. Mm-hmm. So don't even try to come and look at them now. Don't even there, try. We there's know nothing. There's nothing. Lo- Actually, there will be a uh, an art show in there soon from the yeah, high school. That's true. That's true. Actually, I don't know much about this one. Okay. Well, I, like you said, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> we're we're gearing up for the summer reading program. Mm-hmm. So that's we're I'm saving the programs for yeah. that. Yeah. So sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, next week again, Michael Crichton, send us your thoughts. Yeah. Do you and, think? Yeah. We'll just end up talking about Jurassic Park. Because I, I think should, you will be. Well, I yeah. just want to know. Yep. Should I bring in my outline for my fan fiction? No. Ah. No, you, can, you can share that with me privately, and I'll, I'll give you notes. On really? It. How's that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> All right. Well, if there's no further business, because there's a guy, uh, and he, he right. finds no, out never he's mind. terminally ill. Stop. All right. We'll see you next week. Episode ninety-two. Mm-hmm.